search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Welcome everyone to another episode of Broken by Concept, episode 94. We're joined by Nathan Jungle Mott, Curtis Midlane Morgan. How are you doing, Nathan? What's, why, what's your, on your head, Curtis? When have you ever worn a cap on this podcast? Explain yourself. Make sure I'm showing it in the camera. Red Bull Racing. We don't get paid enough for this, dude, honestly. So, Just um... Advertising Red Bull. Was it Christopher Horner? Is that his name? The team principal. Team principal of Red Bull Formula reached out team. to me. Um, he, he, he spotted <laughs> me at the F1 the other day. He said, you, I've been watching your content on YouTube. He pulled me out of the crowd. I went up to the suite... It was incredible. And then he gave me this cap. He said, good job, buddy. You're doing such a great job on the YouTube world and YouTube space. We're, you know, we really want you to come on board and do some analysis about Max Verstappen's racing. And I said, sure, man. And then um, we had a beer and then that's it. It's a great story. Anyway. Um, he's, learning, no. he's learning Keanu. Is that what he's <laughs> no, doing? That's not what happened. No. Well, I went to the F1. We had the F1 in Melbourne. Um, it was great. Uh, it was the first time you went. I went when I was a kid, when I was like 12 the first time like that. that you like actually understood what was going yeah. on. Yeah, it was great. It was really, it was a, we had great weather, um, went on race day, didn't go on qualifying, um, had a really great time. Unfortunately, Max Verstappen didn't end up finishing the race, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really good evening. And unfortunately, you didn't get tickets. I Missed bugged you that. about it, but you didn't get around to it. So The attendance was 420,000. Over the weekend. So, like, literally, I'm, like, the only one that didn't attend, yeah. basically. The only <laughs> F1 fan in Melbourne that did not attend. <laughs> literally. Um, it was really, really good. It's funny, when, when you watch, because I was doing, like, a bit of a viewing party with my Discord with it, when I was watching the F1, because I was watching from home, obviously. Yep. And I was just saying, like, you know when Max Verstappen went out? I was like, guys, you guys complain about your teammates. We complain about teammates in solo queue. Imagine being at the top, your second for the whole, like, for the first, like, 30 or 20 laps. And then it's completely out of your control. The car, the car, the car just and you finish it out. You get zero points. That's it, done. Imagine the mental resilience you need to be like, you know, because that that's move it. on. That could race. be his his end of the season. That's it. You know, he might not be able to get enough points to be a champion again. Yeah, he might not be able to. There yeah. you go. A year can't gone. complete with Charles Leclerc anymore. And you and everyone in solo queue, we complain about teammates going AFK and stuff like that. It's like, come on, guys. He's in front of hundreds of thousands of people, millions worldwide. Boom, don't even get to finish the race. Let's wake up and get you know, get some perspective. You know, it, it's good to help perspective. F1 is a lot of overlap in terms of there's a lot out of your control. His opposition in the Ferrari has a better car. Imagine that. Imagine imagine you know we in league we speculate what's the best champ in the meta. He knows the opposition has a better car. It's just straight up. <laughs> just like straight it's up. just straight up faster. That's like we just gotta accept that. They have a better car. Race is best duro of your ability. Imagine like the mental fortitude it would take. You just gotta be an insanely better racer than this guy, but it, it, you know, racing is mainly the car. I would say what, like probably 80, 20, 80 car, twenty driver. Would you say something like that? I couldn't say to be honest. We don't really know enough about F one. Yeah, but I just love the I just love the competition. I was so excited after uh, the qualifying when I when you, I came over to your place to watch it. Yeah, it was great. And it just it just gets me motivated. Such a great sport. It gets me motivated for League of Legends as well because I just love elite competition. Com- it's elite high level competition. Oh, it gets me so excited. So, um, so Curtis, you've been going viral on the internet. Yeah, uh, out of control. You mate. are massive now, dude. So the, the new people coming to the podcast. I mean, you, you probably know Curtis, but I'm the I'm the jungle guy. Curtis is the mid guy. Yeah, we might we potentially might have new viewers for this episode. That's We've got right. the same old people. Um, yeah. You know what's his name? The the Irish dude who drinks too much beer. Um, Kieran, 
you know, there's Daniel. Oh, the, BB, um, the famous BBC is, yeah. Yeah, the, we've got the famous BBC. Mill Puddle and Blob. We've just got like the same viewers every time. We're just sick of them. So yeah. move on. We're getting new viewers. They can move on. We can get new viewers. A fresh, fresh start. Um, but so what was your video called? It was, I think I, I played in bronze to prove a, uh, a point to Reddit or something like that, yep. right? So you posted this video five days ago on your YouTube channel, Coach Curtis. It has 111,000 views It's incredible. Right now, it, popped, it popped off. And a I lot of people loved I, it. I looked at it yesterday or two days ago. It was 90,000 views. You're getting 20,000 views a day. I don't know. It's out of control. So Curtis is going viral. Well, so, so okay. We, what we're going to do, this episode is going to be kind of diving deeper into this, this video we made, the Reddit post itself that I replied to responded to sorry the comments to my video there's a whole we're gonna go deep break it down psychoanalyze put in our little psychology cap and get to work here so what we're gonna do for those of you who aren't familiar with my video and my the actual reddit post i responded to i'm gonna give it a quick tldr essentially where this all started yep so i got linked on the bbc uh my bbc channel in in the midland academy this video this this reddit post so I don't really go on summer school Reddit. Um, so I didn't really know. And I, I was mentioned in it. So it, it was uh, by a, a dude named The Killer Tofu. And basically this Reddit post went on to to br- break down why um, the main two points was, number one, the skill gap in the game is narrower than what most people think. Specifically between the ranks, I think, of silver to platinum, or bronze or iron to platinum. And then uh, the second point being concepts popular popularized... Um, oh, sorry, po- concepts such as like very high level concepts that we call like esoteric or high level concepts or ma- big, big brain macro concepts are actually what is needed to carry your way out or, or climb out of bronze and silver uh, rather than just the fundamentals. And he goes on to talk about how, um, like how he watched a niece video kind of playing bronze and how niece kind of struggled, even though niece probably wasn't trying, he's probably playing for fun probably wasn't even playing his main champion, things like that. And anyway, he's saying how low elo players are just better than they used to be. Frankly, I can't even see the skill difference between low elo brackets such as bronze, silver, gold, plat. They all understand the fundamentals perfectly and will not be beaten by simply not making mistakes yourself. And then TLDI says, fundamentals are not a secret. Learning materials that recommend people to ignore high-level concepts are actually keeping people from climbing into the bracket, which the high-level concepts supposedly become relevant. So that was the point of the the post. And I thought this was such a damaging post for the community. So backwards, such opposite advice that they should be giving. You felt like you had a responsibility to be like, okay, let's break this down. That's right. I had a a responsibility, not only because I was mentioned, but also just mainly because this is doing damage. Because it was so popular. Can you read the TLDR of his by the end of the post? Yeah, the TLDR was fundamentals are not a secret. Learning materials that recommend ignoring high-level concepts are actually people keeping people from climbing into the bracket, which the high-level concepts supposedly become relevant. Which so you, is the complete opposite of your and I's philosophy towards the game. complete opposite. Yeah. And um, because it was co- complete opposite and it had so many upvotes, it was like the top post on um, the Summer School Reddit, why not make a video of it? So I decided to take a different approach. And like I said, I wanted to be evidence-based in my approach, even though it's pretty poor evidence to give it that because again i'm not a bronze player so me playing in bronze isn't the best ever not the best quality evidence i thought to myself rather than doing like a shitty slideshow breaking down why this is wrong i'm just gonna play in bronze so i got like a bronze one account and i proceeded to play two games with annie 
in bronze. But to make it a little bit fairer, I said to myself, I'm not really going to interact with the enemy laner. I'm just going to farm, take somewhat decent quality resets, not make a single, single macro game call, just like ARAM it, catch waves and respond, simply capitalize on the mistakes of the enemy and only use flash defensively, not aggressively. So that was I, a big one. So that's a big one you wanted to that's emphasize. That's a really big one I wanted to emphasize. Holding your flash you don't have defensively. To do any sexy It players. saved me like, I think like six or seven times in that first game, just flashing defensively. Like I, I got, I got like, people tried to dive me seven, I think like six or seven times that game. <laughs> Like how many times that happens? I, dive I, you on the mid lane. Dive mid me in every, tier one, every towers. Tower. All really? I got dived in my Nexus. When the tower, the inhib towers are still up. I got dove so many times and having flash available saved me many, many times. If I used flash aggressively once, I would have died probably, you know, another few times. Um, but anyway. So, so you're, you're basically trying to be like, I'm only going to do the bare the basics, bones. For, the bare basics. You never looked at a side lane? I didn't. Oh, like I, I roamed opportunistically to a side lane when I killed my laner, like the, my war came mid okay. and we killed the laner and like there was nothing else and then they were literally pushing up to tier two, like blindly because they okay. already got their tower. Most of my side lanes died. Yep. They pushed up to tier two and I just like, right, I'm just going to waddle over here. I think anyone could do this play because you just got to somewhat be aware of what's going on in the map. So I just did like really, really basic plays uh, macro wise. And I tried to also dumb down my macro, micro. I don't think I was sophisticated. I didn't interact with them. So, I mean, you can call my micro whatever it was. You only lasted. I didn't, I didn't attack them. So, you can say whatever you want about that. And um, people liked it. People liked the video. But there was a, a few interesting comments either way. So, what we'll do, I think, first of all, I want to really break down the psychology of this person's post. Because I think that we can all learn a lot from this. And I think a lot of people in, in the Reddit sphere and... Just, I think a lot of lower, both higher level and lower level players can learn from this guy. And, and again, this is not to shit on the killer tofu. He's probably a really nice guy. But I think with there's lessons here to be learned, just like there's lessons to be learned for, from all of us from the Will Smith slap, right? Like everyone can learn from that one. I think there's a lot to learn from that. Same thing. So, number one, this guy, you know, we, we can safely assume that he's frustrated with his climb. Right, he's prob I'm assuming he's somewhere in bronze and silver. If he's if he's complaining about this advice not working, um, and you can tell that he's definitely a bit of a deep thinker, right? But he's kind of connecting dots here and there, trying to trying it's to piece a pretty together. Big post is a bit of an essay, bit of an essay, and um, he's obviously yeah, he's definitely frustrated. That's the vibe I got reading. He's frustrated. You know, the advice that he probably watches a lot of content. He watches Nice. I mean, he's obviously watched my, watched my content. He watched my video about bronze and silver, which I made a while ago talking about how you don't need to do anything fancy to climb to, through bronze and silver. And um, and he's had enough, right? He's had enough. And, and what's fascinating to me is like the way he framed this entire post was, you know, I, I get it. It's his opinion. And we've spoken about this before. It's like, you can have your opinion, but I, th I just want like, I think it's healthy to realize how insignificant or, or like you don't really have a foundation to have an opinion. Like who should listen to you? And I think that like this could have, it could have been framed in a much more curious, introspective lens. Like what it could have been done. It's like, okay, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling here, guys. 
I've actually tried the fundamentals. Here's a video of me trying the fundamentals and trying this. Can you show me where I'm going wrong? Because I'm this is still my, struggling. This is my interpretation of the fundamentals in this game here. I feel like I did really well, but like I still lost, you know, like what's going on here. What's going on? But instead of that, he doesn't show a single bit of his gameplay. Basically goes on to call out some of the two most biggest um, content creators or educational content creators, myself and Nice, and basically saying, you're wrong. Your content's outdated. Your advice actually doesn't work type thing. It's actually, you're incorrect in saying that everyone has poor fundamentals and make, make content telling everyone to, 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 to do advanced macro stuff. Well, we'll touch on, I don't really know what advanced macro is. We'll get onto that in a second. But like the psychology of someone to make this sort of post fascinates me, doesn't it? Like imagine you like say we're somewhat passionate about fitness, right? We 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 kind of go to the gym like three three days a week. We're not like ad, huge advocates of we don't really know how the muscles work and shit like that. But I'd say we have a re, like a very basic novice understanding of stuff. Imagine us going to like a PT, someone who's coached for years, right? Or done PT for years. And then would and, and we can have our opinion and disagree with how that how they do things. But to go on like a Reddit subreddit and tell everyone, tell the world that this guy is wrong. I just have no right to do that. <laughs> you have eh? no right to do that. I have no right to do that because I, my I have no credentials. Yeah. Who am I? Hmm. Look at me. Look at my body. I'm not. I'm not some bodybuilder. Like is, I have no. I have no credentials here. Well, I guess that the credentials would be like you followed the fitness advice you followed like the program you like didn't get right any results that would be that would be that that would make sense right because you would have if i followed this guy step by step and it still documented your whole documented it recorded it the form was great i I showed up every day i did the diet and everything and i've still got no results yeah that that makes total sense but if i'd never followed what this guy said to me in the first place or i wasn't ultra sure that I followed the advice. Like if even if I have a single doubt in my mind, yeah, I wouldn't that I had be bought, I that how would I have the balls to make that, that call? So already like you can kind of tell what this sort of the psychology of this guy, like what sort of person this guy is to make this Reddit post. Like he must be either, you know, quite young, I'm assuming, or, um, you know, a little bit confused um, to, to say the least. Yeah, I would say definitely me reading it. I'm literally, this is a very... Ballsy. Confused individual. Confused individual. Yeah. And there's, you know, again, I'm trying to help him out. We're trying to help him out here. But like, we should all learn from this. Like before you go ahead and say these massive, make these massive allegations and statements, let's just make sure you really understand what you're saying and, and try the things that you've said before. Okay, let's just really make sure. Because I can guarantee, I can, I would bet any amount of money in my bank account that this guy does not have perfect fundamentals if he's in bronze. I could guarantee you. Mm. Um, and that's what I'd be fascinated Yeah, I'd love to look at this guy's gameplay. What does it look like? What does perfect fundamentals in your mind look like? Mm. Well, that's what I'd love for him to review one of his games and show in... He might, let's say he doesn't do the fundamentals correctly, but if he was able to explain everything that he was doing wrong, that would be very interesting to me. Mm. But from what I've experienced, even with my gold players, I've had some people send in reviews, mm. uh, like of them reviewing their game to me, and they're missing so many yeah. fundamentals. Yeah. Even platinum players, everything. They're well, missing so many though, things. Because it means that when they do that, they don't... Either we're not doing a good job of explaining what the fundamental is... 
or they understand it, but they don't want to accept reality about what that, that like be honest with themselves. Well, people tunnel just tunnel vision on certain things as well. You know, mm. it's very easy to tunnel vision on certain things in the game. Well, you get distracted, right? Yeah. You get distracted. It's yeah. like, it's like, say you're coaching someone, Nathan, how to kind of do efficient clearing with their camps, right? As a jungler, they could do a really efficient clear and then their laners just all die. And then like they get distracted, like, oh my God, am I like doing that's something right. wrong? That's but right. like, that's just that game. Yeah. Like you just got unlucky. Yeah. Like, and they could tunnel on that. Should I have been there? Should I have done that? Well, no, this is just, let's just focus on doing our camps. But people don't get that because they can't think long-term about you're only here to climb 55% with a 55% win rate. We're not going to climb here with a 80%, 70% win rate, you know? But you can understand that, but the execution of that's a different story as well. Yeah, it's very, very hard to adapt. You need a lot of experience to know what the next adaptions are because you probably haven't been in that situation that often as well, which takes experience. Which takes experience. But again, we're just talking about fundamentals here, right? right, Like like if we're really focusing on the fundamentals, you have to accept that you are going to lose a lot of games in the short term, even with solid fundamentals. I can still lose. Like I lost that game, right? Playing pretty solid fundamental game. The point isn't that this is the best way for climbing as an ELO booster through, through bronze, you know? Like this is not... If I if I'm a, if I have the skill level and the game knowledge of a diamond player, I wouldn't play like this. Obviously, I'm not I'm not going to just sit back and not interact with my lane opponent for 12 minutes. But I'm showing you the 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 benefits. I was, the point of the video was to show the benefits of what would happen if I like to the extreme, like not interact, only ever react, no no proactive call, plays and no single macro calls, nothing. What would happen? What would that look like? Let's just cut all the crap, right? Cut the fat off the meat. This is just the meat. This is what you get. And not and, and I tried to make it. This is not optimal League of Legends. I even said that. Mm. This is actually not optimal League of Legends. This is just, again, an example. If you wanted to, you could easily win that game. Oh, yeah, of, of course. There I, I was literally a comment saying in the Reddit comment that I... This doesn't prove that... This just proves that even challengers struggle in bronze. That was one of the comments. This proves that challengers struggle in bronze. <laughs> When way over his head the video mister <laughs> you must have missed that line saying Kurt is like I'm not using flash aggressively I'm, I'm not, not interacting. interacting with the opponent I'm not roaming to anything well okay so I think where we start is we actually start with a comment on his initial post and there was some really interesting comments because one of the things that really confused me when I when I, I was planning on making this video was that people were saying oh you know Someone, this guy, the top comment is like, I'm in silver and a guy froze on me for five minutes. And it got me thinking, am I just delusional? Like, am I, that's what it got me. That's why I wanted to play in bronze. I'm like, is, am I so out of touch mm. with the game that people are like doing advanced wave management and like stacking waves and freezing waves and like doing all this stuff? Like, am I just really out of touch? That's why I had to play, right? Like we could be wrong. Like we're just delusional. We don't play in bronze and silver. Yeah. We don't know what it's like. And one of the top comments was that I got frozen on, but then... You scroll down and a lot of people saying that's not true. No one freezes. I've never had anyone freeze me in silver. That's likely a smurf. But so, but how interesting is this? That top comment where someone says, I got frozen on for five minutes in silver, that got 800 upvotes. upvotes. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. So there's either one or two things happening here. There's either people, these people who upvoted it are looking for it. Like they agree. They, they want this post to be so true because... Well, helps their narrative. It helps their narrative. And like, oh, thank God, that's why I'm in silver because I just don't I've been know. following this wrong advice. Yeah, all the advice is wrong. It's like, thank God. I mean, that would be very relieving for your ego, right? If you're very, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's like all this God. time, I've been, it's justified. I've just been. Someone's just sent me down the wrong wrong. I needed hole. to be taught the high advanced elo concepts. Right. 
or they 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 genuinely agreed with what he said, right? I mean, there's probably even more reasons, or it just sounds funny. But I'm assuming it's mainly because they look at that comment. It already had maybe a few upvotes from a few people that got smurfed on by some guy in top lane. And then everyone's just joined the bandwagon, up for it, up for it, up for it. It makes me feel better about myself that I upvote this. But that's actually why I think this post has so many upvotes. I think a lot of people upvoted it to make themselves feel better because if this were to be true, and it also sounds sophisticated. Like if you actually, imagine if, imagine if you're, you're, you know, you're obviously frustrated in your games and you've been struggling a lot for whatever reason. And you come across this post and this guy does it like a very like, you know, he, he, he sounds very smart writing it. He has it, his evidence, he has a video here. The evidence is some really poor quality evidence of Nice struggling in bronze. Like, no, he doesn't have the context behind that. You wouldn't that. have the context behind yeah. that. But like, it sounds like on, at, the, at the surface level, an average player who is in bronze and silver wouldn't question this, would they? You wouldn't want to investigate the authority behind this guy saying it. You wouldn't want to, like, you're not going to go out of your way to straw man his argument, are you? It's like, oh, this is all conveniently here. I was it's like, all yeah, convenient. Thank God that helps me it's, out. It's super thank convenient. You. It's yeah. it, it's kind of like something that I've learned in, in our coaching. When someone gets, I would love, love to hear your thoughts on this. I get people who join the MLA, right? And we talk about it, the MLA buff or the Saltu buff. They come in mm. and they get results. Like I had a guy came in. P4 to P1 in like a week and a half or some shit, just through watching my Keanu Vods and stuff. Mm. When And I say good job, like well done, like that's great. But I don't feel like the ML, like I got him from P4 to P1. Like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't feel, like at the start, if your ego is telling you like you're a fucking beast, Curtis, like, or Nathan, like we're yeah. a beast, we're the, we're the best coach in the world. Look mm. at this guy, he's got these results. Mm. But the way I actually perceive that it's like, okay, I've just got this guy to play with intensity. That's right. And he he, he, he cut, was already going to... He focused on like only decision-making, like all this stuff. He's like, oh, I'm just going to try thinking about all these things he talks about instead of all the destructive yeah. bullshit that, yeah. that usually that player would be thinking about, right? It's like my teammates are feeding that sort of stuff. Like With mindset, he's got a healthier relationship with the game. He's more bought in because he's actually paid money for coaching. So he's, he's more incentivized to actually try, try and get hard. value. That's right. yeah. Like there's all these other things at play. Like I can't take full responsibility as no. a coach personally of one coaching session no. for this guy's results. So that's why also like when someone gets a coaching session, doesn't matter, it's me, you know, Vega V2, Hidon, LS, Nice, myself, you. If you do one session with someone, I don't, the results or non-results, it's all noise to me, really. Like results is a long-term game. Like you don't actually tell, you can't tell over the course of 20, 30 games, if someone just got lucky or maybe they're just now trying and they, they've been autopiloting before. They get to the no skill idea. level where they would have been without your coaching just because they're more focused and more, <laughs> more tryharding. Yeah, more tryharding because they've bought coaching. Yeah. We have no idea what's at play or they're just feeling confident because someone they've gotten some elite coach to help them. Like we have no idea what's at play. So, you know, when something sounds good, you're like most people, if it, if it makes them feel good about themselves they're going to want to agree with it naturally. It goes against our nature to want to disagree with something or like call bullshit on something when it actually benefits us. Does that make sense? Yep, of course. Right? And that's how I, I approach this. Is like, and I, I, can, I can empathize with the people who upvoted this because, and, and that's, that's like me when I first started coaching and people saying, you know, getting results in my coaching, 
I understand how that felt, but I realized it's actually disingenuous. And I'm like, sure, thumbs up, good job. But like, un until you've been in the platform for a while and we've done multiple coaching sessions, then you're getting results. Then I'll actually give you a genuine pat on the back. I'm like, dude, well done. Like you've put in the work, you followed the process. It's consistency. It's yeah. consistency. And now I can actually feel good about my coaching. Until that point, I can't. Because it's not coaching. It's just a, you know, short, it's like an ELO boost or some shit. So, um, yeah, the, so the, the, the comments were concerning because people were saying, oh my God, everyone's freezing. So I was super curious starting my bronze game. So I'm like, are people going to freeze on me? <laughs> like, You're like getting scared. You're like, oh my God. Well, I, as I was loading in, I, I thought to myself, if I'm playing, uh, the first game was Annie into Viagra. I'm yeah. like, well, if this guy's any, you know, according to this Reddit post, like if he has perfect fundamentals, what is he going to do? Mm. He's going to like bounce the wave out, probably set up a gank. He's going to get good quality resets. I won't be able to chunk him or kill him at six. He's going to build defenses. We'll probably get a bit of MR. Like he's going to do all this stuff, right? Like bait, like still basics, but like it's doable according to the fundamentals, right? And when I played that game, what did the Vaga do? He stayed in lane until he went completely room, didn't get any good quality resets, didn't ward or lean, just randomly died to ganks. I think three ganks that game. And didn't pull a single wave, just hard shoved, hard shoved, hard shoved. So I just got free farm the entire game. So there was not a single fundamental. <laughs> okay. There was not a single fundamental. There you go, straight up done. Right done. There. There was, there yeah. was, literally, he, he CS kind of okay, average. Resets, non-existent. Warding, leaning, non-existent. Um, roams were shit, overcomplicating the game. Wave management, non-existent. So... It's not even close. Like, we're not even talking like... This was silver as well. This is not even bronze. This guy was silver four, I think. We're not even talking fine fundamentals. We're talking dog shit fundamentals. Yeah. And that was across two games. Across... I was watching the map everywhere. There was not a single player in that <laughs> game that had good fundamentals. So you can say it's two games. Yeah. What is the likelihood across two games, every player in the game on both sides have poor fundamentals? Mm. Next to like very, very, very slim, very, very slim. So, you know, in two games, from what I saw in silver, let alone iron and bronze, there was enough to really kind of sell the point. Um, so from there, I think where we go, Nathan, is we go to his reply. Yep. So, so this is the reply to your video. So he made the post. And then someone posted this on Summoner School. This got really high upvoted. And then he's like, oh shit, I've been caught out. I need to defend myself. This, so here, is, his this is his response. I'm going to read it out word by word here. Killer Tofu. This is four days ago. I made the post. Curtis reacted to my post and played two whole games. So I might miss some points he addressed in the video. I'll begin by saying my two biggest regrets about making the post were number one, mentioning names, niece in particular. And number two, saying that bronze to platinum have perfect fundamentals. What I should have said is bronze to plat display perfectly fine fundamentals. As in, they're fully aware of the importance of things like CS, wave manipulation, etc. Most variation in this regard is in execution. A bronze player may miss one extra CS every two waves compared to the plat guy. Is that true from your experience? Uh, a bronze is missing a lot more than one extra CS every two waves, that's for sure. And okay, we'll, go, we'll keep going on for now. My original intent was to get people talking about low ELO knowledge and its impact in educational space, not to be an accurate measure of skill differences. Simply put, I'm not convinced it is knowledge of fundamentals holding people back. Coaches continue to promote content that elevate this standpoint to the detriment of the esoteric a 
the esoteric content, a blunder that hinders, if not worsens, one's ability to climb and learn. This specific point is a huge paradox in the educational space. Do we play safe and lean back on fundamentals, or do we limit tests and push the boundaries of our ability? Playing safe and focusing on CS is an excellent way to achieve a 50%, oops, uh, to achieve a 50, safe 50% win rate at your ELO. Because with the exception of people actively looking for opportunities to secure leads, that's what everyone is doing. My whole point is that the fundamentals are not a secret in low ELO. Smurfs don't smurf because they're playing safe and farming for 20 minutes. They they smurf because they correctly identify opportunities to win. Passive playstyles are fertile ground for others to win the game for you or beat you. These games are a perfect representation of Bronze to Silver. You, you can laugh at the Vega or Yasuo and see how they get demolished after they try to play aggressively, but who is learning more here? Question mark. The conceptual Annie waiting for the aggression or the aggressor. When that painful experience of getting demolished is now burnt into their brains and another limit is, has been established, what does Annie learn? I can't help but think, as the conceptual bronze Annie, is that all you've done to help someone else improve? All you've done is imp- help someone else improve at the game. There is so many threads to pull on here, Nathan. I mean, it's actually overwhelming. But where I want to start, I want to, I want to kind of go halfway in here. God damn, man! I'll be honest. This is very difficult. It's very difficult for me to now empathize, sympathize with this guy even more because he's dug himself such a deep hole. Like I can understand the first post, but this second post is is out of control, Nathan. Like, yeah, I need to get this up as well. Okay, yeah. Like this is really out of control. So where okay. I want to start, Nathan, is is the smurfing area. Okay. Yeah, he, he said this. Smurfs don't smurf because they're playing safe and farm for twenty minutes. They smurf because they're they're correctly identifying opportunities to win. So. This is such a small sentence, but it's incredibly important to call bullshit on this, okay? Smurfs. Okay. Um, I'm going to proceed to explain to you the difference between a, a, uh, a master tier, a, a, a first time, no, a first time grandmaster uh, top lane coach and a four-time challenger top lane coach who's really dedicated their time and energy to coaching. That grandmaster, that grandmaster, first-time grandmaster or two-time grandmaster coach that is just predominantly a solo queue player, just kind of does coaching on the side casually and doesn't do full coaching full-time. Maybe they study at university or have a full-time job, whatever. They're very, they're very good at the game. If you're making grandmaster as a top laner, you're very you're at the high one of the highest levels of the yeah, game. I mean, top zero point, you know, incredibly good at the game. In builds within that, depending on the champion that he's climbed to that rank with, he would have a metric ton of champion mastery, a, a metric ton of intuition as well. He would have. He's obviously been playing the game for years. At at minimum, I'm assuming four years plus most of the time to get to grandmaster. At at minimum, most of the time, probably even more. Thousands of games of League of Legends. Um, thousands in probably Diamond Plus as well. This guy's played for a long time and he knows a lot about the game. Now, there's a very big difference between someone knowing what they're doing and being able to articulate exactly what they're doing to someone that 
simply knows how to do it and not explain what they're doing. So let's take this Grandmaster top lane Aurelia main, for example. They can shit on people in Master Tier, right, as well. They can dominate people and they can break, they can know at a very somewhat decent level kind of what they're doing with the waves. They'll kind of know like what they're looking for, um, how they like to win games with Aurelia. They'll know like probably jungle tracking as well. There's all this stuff that they can do. Because it's a lot of is intuitive and a lot of that is muscle memory, it's very easy to, to kind of fail to realize how much you really know. In a given moment, as Elena, and, and, and we know this, and anyone watching this who's actually a high-level player, Master Plus, in any given moment, even when you're autopiloting, there is so much stuff that your muscle memory and your intuition is doing. It's overwhelming. If you've played the game for like five years plus and played thousands of games, you're simultaneously looking at them. Even when you're autopiloting, you look at the minion values. You're able to look at what they're doing and how they're posturing and what they're thinking and probably what they're, when they're planning to go in. Even things like camera movement, like it's like at the perfect location, but you'd never think about that. Camera, per, yeah, Camera's at the perfect location. In team fights. You'll even have an intuition when you could be getting ganked. Mm. You'll know when you should be scared of a certain champion, like how much damage they can do at a particular item spike what these how these items actually interact with each other and what that means for you when you like what sort of wave states are good for you intuitively i've seen this players they actually know what waves they want but they can't even tell you why it's like this feels good but i don't even know why um they'll listen they'll they'll know kind of subconsciously when their teammates are coming up they'll like glance and they won't even realize they're actually glance at the minimap they look at the minimap they'll see the jungle is coming up that will change their behavior intuitively there is a metric we're talking hundreds of things potentially subconsciously running in their brain you could write that all down you could like, write them all down i could sit there that person could sit there with a pen and paper if he was really introspective and list out probably a hundred different things they're doing in like 10 seconds they're doing in 10 seconds right and that is actually how we like a lot of us when we first started coaching and and when i started making my youtube content that's what i did what i did was i would go into a game and i'd go into like a moment and i would write down like what I am thinking in a moment. Now, doing this a lot, if you're really introspective over a long period of time and you work with low, low level players for a long period of time as well, lower level than you, and you kind of get into the habit of being introspective, you start to realize when you're talking to other people how much you're doing. Now, the difference between that challenger top lane coach has been coaching at challenger level and plays at a challenger level for four years or whatever and has actually coached full time for four years and has been incredibly introspective about their journey and what they do and don't know they are able to empathize and sympathize with a client and and like and really break down step by like literally one variable at a time like one single fucking thing at a time and and, there's, and and that's what allows them to coach at a high level. Now, extrapolate, pulling this all the way back to his initial point about Smurfs. When a Smurf plays in bronze or silver or gold, they're going to be like playing, they could play with intuition. They could play with, you know, one hand behind their back and, you know, having a beer and having a joint. And they would still shit on person and then go 20 and zero. Because there is so much muscle memory and intuition. They don't have to even have to think because they know their limits so goddamn well. They, it's all anticipation. They already know what the enemy is going to do before they do it. So, so you can't... It, it, comparing a smurf with playing Fundamental League of Legends in bronze, it's, it's not really... It's not a fair argument to make because it's kind of like... 
it's so far-fetched, it's so far-detached for what is possible that there's no point talking about it. Like, we're not going to talk about a... Imagine, like, an F1 driver, how much intuition and feel they have over the car. They can't even begin to explain what they're thinking when they're driving a car. So get that guy to do a, you know, a driver's test. Why would we... Why would we... Like, how could an F1 driver, like, we're talking about passing a driver's test. We don't need to get an F1 driver. It's like, what, we're not going to learn from an F1 driver doing a learning test because this guy has so much intuition and feel about the car. He could, dri- he could like, do, like, a drift into, like, a reverse parallel and backspin the wheels and, you know, well, while being hyper-aware of his environment at the same time. It's just unrealistic. You see what I mean? So when we're talking about Smurfs here, you can't compare how a Smurf climbs in low elo to the average player in low no. it's chalk and cheese. Yep. You can't just you can't just teach seven years of intuition like that. That's not the point. What we try to do when you climb in silver and bronze is you try to isolate. We speed up the process by isolating skills and going boom, tick that box, we'll tick that box, we'll tick that box. We're gonna do it one by one here. Because back in the day, guys, when me and Nathan played the game, how do we get better? We just played thousands of games. That's it. We just refined our interest. Most people who want to get better at the game, who work a full-time job, don't have that luxury. They, they go to uni, they go to college, they, they go to school, they have a full-time job. We need to speed up that learning process. They don't have the luxury of playing thousands of games over the course of three years in summer holidays when you're playing school, in school and you just do no homework and study like you. Our, our approach was throw enough shit at a wall, eventually it sticks. And that's what most Tyler players today, that's yeah. what most of them did. Probably not most, probably like 90, yeah, it was almost 90%. And that's why I said to you, Nathan, your coaching client with Will, even he, he's not the perfect example because he played a lot. He did still play a lot, point. yeah, played many years. He's the first high, high ELO challenger player, rank one player, that's properly been coached in like a fundamental way. Mm, yeah, he could break down the fundamentals, everything he's done very well, better than probably any other jungler in but North that's, America. that's an anomaly. So, yeah. He's an anomaly, right? He's an anomaly within the high elo community. So it'll be super interesting over the next like 10 years, right? Imagine there's a 12-year-old kid watching this content, watching content about jungle fundamentals or midlane fundamentals. Imagine that guy, how much better that guy would be having a really solid fundamental foundation then playing the thousands of games. By the time that guy's 17, we don't know what that pro player would look like because the educational content has only just came out properly in the past few years. So we don't even know what the next, next generation of pro players will really look like in 15 years from now, 10, 10 15 years. We don't know what they would look like. A player, pro player in 15 years from now is going to be completely different to a pro player now. Like the, the generation, like that Bjergsen generation, whatever, they're all going to fade away. Like that, that's a very even the current generation, that they're all going to kind of die off eventually and there's going to be a new breed. Um, so this is a different way of coaching. It's a different teaching. Like, we didn't have that. So that's just one part. So it's about the smurfing. Yeah, it's about the smurfing. I really want to highlight that. So the TLD of that one, you can't ever compare the way a smurf climbs because that's not realistic to you and your journey and your skill set because you can't you you can't factor in seven years of intuition (laughs) you just or three years of intuition or four years of intuition there is so much feel to the game that you can't we can't even articulate it in words and even if we could a challenger four-year challenger coach could articulate all you'd be so overwhelmed you could make a 
you can make a Jordan Peterson 17 lecture Bible th- study group on how the many fucking concepts there are. The first 10 minutes of the game. The first 10 minutes. You could... Yeah. <laughs> 117 hours of, yeah. of, you know, mid lane, what's going on in your brain for, you know, first 10 minutes. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Um, was there anything in that post? I mean, I can go... There's a trillion things uh, in the post. The big one there, he talks about the, the, the idea of limit testing, right? So, I mean, that was like, I think, a, one of the, I think his core arguments is that... Um, you played in a way where you didn't limit test at all. So how are you possibly meant to learn if you don't limit test? Well, this is actually... Let's actually take a step... Before we even address that, we should actually take a step back. He pulled this argument out of thin air. Like, this wasn't wasn't his original post. So, So he watched that video. He's trying to find a way out of this scenario, right? Because, like, in a way... He can't back down. He's not going to say, you know what, Curtis, you're right. Like, who's going to say that? Mm. Like, he's being called out in a way... And someone caught, you know, responded to his bullshit. So his response is never going to be, I'm wrong, you're right. It's, and, you know, I should probably listen to you. Sorry, let's try the next argument. Let's try again. It's, Take two. Yeah, it, it, he's going to be like, he's going to try and straw man my argument and rather than giving me the benefit of the doubt and, and poke holes. Like he's trying to find a way out. Like he's, you know, it's like squeeze his way through a little hole to make himself like not sound as, um, as, as wrong or incorrect. So... This is a completely different point. We're not talking about learning. Well, the, the, the initial post had nothing to do with learning. It was to do with climbing. It was all about climbing. Climbing using fundamentals of climb, right? Now he says, um, you know, but you, you're going to learn this way, right? Like the Vigar learned more than me in that game. And I would tend to agree from a pure limit testing perspective, um, although I don't agree that that Vigar specifically learned more than me, but as an overarching concept... Um, yes, hundred percent. Like in league, you do have to push limits in order to learn and playing the way that I did, what we call the losers game. It actually isn't the best way to learn. Um, because in league, you do have to kind of push limits. And the way I view it, my rule of thumb is if you are genuinely unsure about something, always do it. Like if I was unsure of I could, whether I could roam or not, do it. And then we could take a look at it after, right? Or if you were genuinely unsure you could kill this guy, do it. If you're genuinely unsure you could, you were going to die to a gank and you were scared you could get the kill and get out, do it. Every single time, do it. And that's how you learn. But is that the best for climbing in the short term? No, it is not, right? Because you don't need to do those things to, to, to climb. You don't need to do the things to, to really get to gold. You will get to gold by playing you know, the loser's game, which we've mentioned many, many times on the podcast. So there's a very different argument, this is, and I, I would tend to agree that this isn't the best way to learn. But that's a diff, that's a completely different point. Are we talk about climbing, or are we talk about learning. Now, ideally, as a person in bronze and silver, you would actually be doing a combination of both, but being very careful about where you're limit testing and what you're trying what you're trying to limit test. A, a, a common danger I see in clients is they don't like the, they don't they they it's like a tough pill to swallow the, the losers game isn't it like the whole I'm just gonna simply capitalize on the mistakes of the enemy it's a tough pill to swallow because it it runs against everything that you believe in in the game it's like I especially as well when you watch like montages and stuff when you look at people that play yeah. the champions really well the streamers what does it look like they're doing you know they're they're out playing insane you know. But, you know, you only see the highlights of that. You don't see how... Just the failures. You don't see all the failures and how, like, they've, like, fucked up their fundamentals this game anyway. So it's like they're going to be going for some limit test anyway to coin flip the game. Yeah, you can watch... You, this, this, I've seen plenty of times watching Faker. Like, he makes some embarrassing plays. Mm. 
But that would never get shown on a montage. We only see the plays where Faker pops off, and you know. But anyway, um, as I was saying here about the uh, what was I saying? I was talking about how that was the limit test. Oh yeah, so sorry. A common a common problem I see with people when when they when they initially they play the losers game, it's boring. It's super boring. boring. It's super boring, right? Because you have to sit here. You don't. You're not making any proactive plays. You're reacting in a way. You're playing this very, you know, nine sets per minute. Farm, farm, farm. Play off your power spikes. It's boring. There's all this shit happening. I want to get in the action, right? Dopamine, dopamine, right? It's really hard to to choose not to go to a fight that you know is losing. It's harder to say no to a play than it is to say yes to a yes. play by far. Yeah. And anyway, so what? What do people do? They say, well, look, I want to limit test. You know, I want to learn more. But then they don't get specific about what they want to limit test. So what do they do? They limit test everything. They limit test level three all-ins. They don't, they said, oh, I can get away with this kill. I don't have to ward. Or they, they go for roam after roam after roam. And, and if you're limit testing everything, it's very difficult to know where you're going wrong because your roam that you limit tested at 12 minutes could have only failed because you were behind the curve from a bullshit play you did at six minutes. So everything will look like an error or everything will go wrong the more you limit test. So when you're limit testing and you, you know, I agree with Killer Toeview, you definitely need, if you want to speed up your learning process, get specific. Do you want to limit test and be a little bit more um, proactive in your roams? Or do you want to be a little bit more proactive in your trading or your level six all-ins? Get specific about what you're trying to learn because if you go all in on everything, you're going to shit the bed and it's going to be very painful. So it's not as simple as just limit test or not limit test. You're going to be more specific about that one. So moving on. The thing where he's really, whether he watched my video or not, I can't tell if he's being genuine. You would hope that he watched a video. Yeah, I would hope so. But I didn't respond. But I don't, so, I, I don't, I don't really believe that he did. Yeah. I I, so. Given that this person, he's a future, the type of person he is, I highly doubt it. But let's say, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and let's say he did. Show me the perfectly fine fundamentals in my video. Show me. Where are the fine, what is a fine fundamental? So you're fundamental? saying from the, from the opponents, you're telling me that? Yeah. Show yeah. me the fine fundamentals from the opponents. What was the single fine fundamental in the Vigar gameplay or the Astro game? Show me. Yeah. I mean, my conclusion is, is that if you were to sit this guy down, he wouldn't actually be able to identify what the fundamentals that's of the correct. game are. That, and that's the conclusion that's that we probably conclusion. come to, right? Yeah. He probably doesn't actually know what the, the fundamentals are mm. um, or what they look like, right? You might know what they are, the wave management and stuff, but what is that? What is a fine? What is being fine at something? What's the difference? Yeah. I don't really know. So yeah, in that Vigar game, point, point one thing that he did that was fine. I, I don't know. Um... And do you think that's true? Like, do you think that like the all these players are actually highly aware of all the fundamentals? Like he said that all these players, they're actually aware of the importance of all these fundamentals. Uh, I've never actually, I don't think no. I've ever had a single gold client. We're mm -hmm. talking gold. We're not even talking bronze and silver here. I don't think I've had a single gold client that has come in and known the importance of fundamentals. No. Not a single one, actually. No. Out of, th of th thousands of coaching clients. Not a single one. Every time I go into a goal... Uh, uh, say I'm doing a goal coaching session for the first time with a client. Their reaction nearly every time is, wow, I didn't know that this is what we would be talking about right. and this it, is how important it is. Here's a, here's a ticket out of my... I have a gold person, even a platinum person, join the souls here. Okay, here we go. 
First thing, all right, doing their jungle clear. Jungle clear is already too slow, right? That's yep. not even close to perfect, yep. right? That's fundamental. Next thing, um, tracking enemy jungler. They didn't know where they started or whatever, so they're just going to go to the crab and then they're just going to go for some random coin flip fight. But yep. they never even thought the jungler could be there. So not so tracking that, enemy jungler? Not tracking enemy jungler. Not right? fundamental. And then the, let's say let's say in a situation where the enemy jungler's path in opposite, then they get away with a gank. And then the gank is purely like the wave's in a bad state or like they're not waiting for him to go last hit the wave. And then we talk about wh- what is a good gank and what is about how to actually gank properly. Just a, a gank fundamental. How to gank properly. Yep. And then that's it. That's end of review. End of review. Oh, and the next thing as well is that they're never as well on their camp on spawn as well. So like, right. so what they'll they do... Know, they don't know how to re- when to reset to get back yeah. on their camp. So like usually what happens is they'll do their clear. They do... Again. Usually only have time to do one play and then recall back, especially if you're full clear in jungler. You do a... Uh, they'll do a gank a, 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 and then a fight and then like the mid, then they go mid and then do the yep. game, main gank. And then they and go... Then they're, what do they do then? And then maybe like... Do they ever go back to the camp until they reset? Oh, well, sometimes they could go back to the camp. But usually they've like died or something by that Right. Stage. Or they're too low. Or yeah. yeah. Or, or let's say that. But again, by the time... Let's say if they don't die, they're on their gromp. It spawns at four minutes, 20 seconds or your Krugs. Yeah. They'll be there at like four minutes, 50 seconds or five right, minutes. Way, right, way, way too late. And I made a video about Ona um, and watching his stream. You know, he's T1 champion. He, this guy's on his camps on spawn like fucking like that, dude. You know, and that's just the fundamentals of the game. So all those fundamentals, that's all I will cover. And then that's it. And that's what we work on. Yeah, because nothing else matters until you know consistent. how to do that. Yes, that's right. Because consistent League of Legends doesn't happen if you don't have good fundamentals. No. And I'm just showing, yeah, owner's doing nothing sexy. He's just doing all that in his early games. Yep. And that, that, I'm just saying, that's exactly how every goal... And so you're, yeah, your goes. goal coaching, that's like 10 minutes, boom. Yeah. 10 minutes. That's right. First clear, first gank. Did you track the enemy jungle? No, we got to get. We got to do that. That's it. That's all we're starting with. Yeah. And I've never, ever, 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 ever seen someone consistently get all those ticked off I, again i don't Involved. even think yeah and go, actually there is some players i'd say like the 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 eve mains or the dinos they're actually somewhat good at getting on their camps where they watch my guide and something i emphasize how important it is all right but they've already watched your content yeah but like yeah. then they won't know how to gank properly you know right so they have like maybe two two of the three those that's right yeah and there's a great comment as well on your youtube mm. uh saying um, it was like 800 likes on this one. The mistake this post or the Reddit person is making is not recognizing that focus on fundamentals is not for winning every game. Yeah. It's not. It's for raising your level of consistency. That's right. Winning the sameish ways, the lose losing one off scenarios, which doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. It's That's not. The, it's, it's just consistency. consistency. Yeah. Where's the consistency? Sure, you can win games not using the fundamentals, but your consistency, you're going to have the your bell curve is going to be insanely long. You're going to have like this really, really long bell curve. For the people who are unfamiliar with this, um, I like to think of your rank or your, your current rank as a giant bell curve with where you're at in the middle. Like you're in the middle, say you're goal one, you're in there. And then you you kind of oscillate between playing at these differing levels. So say you're goal one, if you have really bad fundamentals, your your bell curve goes really far to the left. So you could oscillate from, if you're a goal one player, you have poor fundamentals, you could theoretically play like a silver four in yep. one game. Yep. And then, or like a certain section of the game or a certain play, you're like a, a bronze section or of the silver game. four. You can have silver four level of laning or, or, or trading or something like that. And then be, but be like 
platinum three level or platinum two be level high your rank in some certain in micro whatever yeah. it might be yeah so that's why it's no it's not clear cut every it, your skill set at very in very particular skills it's gonna there's like a bell curve for each and every skill but if we're to simplify it overall like combine all the skills together and kind of get your skill as an overarching player regardless if your fundamentals aren't good you're, you're no even if you're missing one fundamental your bell curve is always going to be really far to the left it's going to be extremely long won't affect the right hand side it'll affect the left hand side um so yeah that's very important so if you want consistency you've got to have good fundamentals and that's you see that even in high level players you actually see it in high elo with like master players i'll say master players are the perfect case study actually because master players a lot of the time they get there very intuitively um and then but they just make really dumb mistakes mm. it, but they've got a very they might be very good in other areas they could theoretically even be challenger in some levels mm. But their fundamentals all the time, like just there's a lot of basics. Like they they don't play in accordance with their team's location, or that's right. That's a, big that's a one. very big one. Yes. Or like they they don't say no to plays, or like like we're talking different fundamentals, like mm. more like different fundamentals here. But but still basics of the game that like if they tightened up, that would be really scary to verse. Like I see that all the time. I verse master players all the time that their landing and their trading and their micro can be is really good. But they just don't zoom out from the game. No. They don't think about win conditions and all They're that They're just shit. taking it play by play. Yeah. They're not thinking about two, three nah, minutes ahead. Nah. That's why you just outplay them. Yeah. But okay, I want to keep going on this guy's post, his response here. Um, so he's still, after even my video, he's still not convinced. He's still not convinced that the, that video apparently didn't prove it to him that knowledge of fundamentals isn't enough, apparently. And um, he says that... Um, most of the variation is not in the knowledge itself, it's in the execution. So apparently in those two games, everyone in that game, they're all actually aware of the fundamentals. They don't know how to execute it. That's at least the way I'm interpreting this. He says, most variation in this regard is in execution. Um, and he says that, yeah, what I should have said is that Bronze de Platt displays perfectly fine fundamentals. As in, they're fully aware of the importance of things like CS, wave management, etc. So I don't know where to go from there. I think that's like kind of the end of the road. It's like, we just disagree. There's a video, there's, there's evidence to suggest that there is very poor fundamentals, albeit it is only two games. But if you actually zoom out in that game across all the lanes and all the players in the game, there is fuck all fundamentals going on there, yeah. right? We can safely agree with that. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is, if we, if most bronze, okay, we were even talking silver plays here. So there's silver in my games, right? If we even look at those two games, surely there would have been at least one fundamental. There surely would have been at least one. That was done well. That was done well. Yeah. To, to say fine, there wasn't even one. Yeah. So like, what was it? You know, what does it look like? Okay. And then he says here, playing safe and focusing on CS is an excellent way to treat a... Sorry. Playing safe and focusing on CS is an excellent way to achieve a safe 50% win rate a year So apparently... Playing the playing safe, the losers game. Playing the losers game only gets you fifty percent max. Yeah. And there's many people, uh, Killer Tofu, that have written into me over the past few days, said thank you so much. I've done this. I've been killing it. And I get comments all the time saying losers game is probably one of the most beneficial, easy to implement ways to climb. So before you go back, because I can get okay. What's also fucking fascinating about this? I released this video what five days ago or something. He posted this post a day after. He replied to it a day after. Do you think this guy's ever yeah, played the losers in, game? Yeah. Then he went into you, straight away. He's like, okay, this guy did this. Maybe I should try it out. No. Do you think he's so? So, Killer Tofu. Before you have an opinion on something, 
Now, I could be wrong. You could have done this, right? I'm going to, again, give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's say you've done this. Now, sure, show me proof. Show me a few VODs of yours where you've actually played the loser's game well with beautiful fundamentals and still can't climb. Yep. Show me. What does it look like? I mean... There's no way he has, though. I can I can guarantee that he has not, right? Yeah. He, he wouldn't have listened to what I said, done it, executed it for a week. Even if you did it for a day, it wouldn't be enough. Do it for two weeks. Come back two weeks later. Mm. Give me a reply and mm. we can take a look at it. Yeah. I mean, the, the funniest thing, just thinking about this, like, imagine... I mean, it's just... Everything just falls apart. It just everything will collapse. As simple as is. If he made a video showing it, showing it, like because yeah. he wouldn't be able he to show it. Unfortunately, show it. you know, like he can't back up anything. There's no his definition of perfectly fine month fundamentals will be completely exposed. Um, that's that's the funniest thing. Like it's funny we've been talking about this for 50 minutes, and like it would just everything. Would everything just can apart. be solved by just doing it and then showing and showing it. it. Yeah. How funny is that? Yeah. Most I mean, conversations I mean, on Reddit words can, just don't mean anything. Like Reddit, I mean, like you can just like that just don't mean anything. You can just send yeah. one video, like one game, and like there needs to be nothing said. Mm. Like mm. you don't even need to reply. You know. Mm. Um, it reminds me of actually this quote I heard on a podcast recently. It was said. Um, you can prove any skeptic wrong or, or something like you can prove any, sorry, any, um, like, I think it was like any entrepreneur that has a new crazy idea wrong by just giving them all the money they want and then getting them to do it and then see what happens in a way. Mm, like give them like, like give them a few million dollars, show me what you can do. And then most of the time <laughs> the, the it doesn't material, fail. business fails. Yeah. Like, it's not actually it, a good model. It's yeah. not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Like the idea just doesn't work. And I love that. It's like, you just, let's just do it. Yeah. Here's the money. And most of the time it just doesn't work. And I love this. It's like, let's just do it. Kill it. Just do it. And then if it doesn't work, we can, you know, we can go from there, but you know, it's just not. Um, so, yeah, and then I think he had another reply um, later on. I mean, he just goes so deep. He goes full Reddit analyst mode talking about like... Just words, words, words. Yeah, talking about how like, you know, trying to say how the Vi guy learned more and all this shit, and which, which, which wasn't even the point in the first place. Um, yeah, it was just ridiculous. It went mm. out of control. So mm. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. He dug himself a pretty big hole. Then there's that. So let's go on yeah, to highlight a few of the funny YouTube comments. Because I think there's some bangers here. There was one here from uh, Bedsy. It said here, This reminds me of a quote from ch- a, cr- a chess grandmaster, Ben fin- Finnegold. This low-rated player was beating me all game, but then he blundered his queen and I cleaned him up. This video really shows this off. They can outplay you and you can just get lu- and you can and just get lucky all they want, but if you play consistently, then in all scenarios except maybe the top level even then sometimes, you can just wait for them to blunder and punish it. Just great League of Legends. Man, I love this game sometimes. That's exactly what it feels like playing the game. But it's, in that game, when I was playing, I was losing the entire game, but it felt I never felt like it was out of my control. Like it felt like they're going to make a mistake eventually. And the more you internalize that, like and you simply accept that for what it is, it makes you view the game in a very different way. I love that from a chess example. Another one here that I found really interesting was, um, uh, here we go. I've actually, we've actually mentioned this guy before, Brian F. He's a street fighter. He makes really good street fighter content. So this guy, 4X, another comment said, there's an interesting uh, analog, I'm assuming... I don't know what analog means, but there's it an- means anal- analogy. I think it's an- oh, analogy. analogy. Yeah. There's an interesting analogy to this topic that the Street Fighter content Brian F addressed in one of his videos, wherein he addressed someone saying that they can compete with high level players, 
but lose to players at their at their ELO level. Basically, Brian said that this person only felt they could compete with the higher-level players was because the higher-level players don't immediately default to a high-risk, high-reward strategy and such allow the lower-level player to, f- to feel that they're playing the game a bit while they're actually slowly losing. The lower-level player thinks they're keeping it close, but in reality, they will never come close to winning against these players ever, and I feel like this Redditor probably fell into that same trap evaluating Nice's play against bronze top laners. Whether or not this is applicable to Nisa's game, I didn't actually watch that game or not. Um, and I think it would depend on if Nisa's playing his main champ or not. But that premise is actually really, really true. Like, like think about it. In If you're playing your highest level league, you're not going to randomly... Like, uh, some... some uh, Okay, let's actually use an, let's use an analogy, right? Let's go, you're versing a Lee Sin in, in bronze. And you're playing like Rek'Sai or something, right? Like, you're not going to, like, that Lee Sin is probably expecting Rek'Sai to do all these crazy ganks and, like, just go, let's make it really obvious and he can just counter gank whatever. What you would probably do is, like, you would know where Lee started. You'd be very strategic in your in your ganks. You wouldn't give him free counter ganks. Like, this Lee might actually feel like he has more options and he feel like he's actually doing an okay job right up until you get, like, one or two banger banger ganks. My, my you kills get are small high impact. Your, your, your yeah. kills are higher impact. That Lee has no options or you counter his options. Like, this Lee might even feel like he's getting ganks off, but you're just there and he might even think you're just lucky. He's like, oh, yeah, he's just here to counter gank that one. I made that play. He just got lucky. He was in the right place at the right time. But you knew that he was always going to be there mm. and you knew where he couldn't be. Mm. And, like, you would get, like, a rift... And he would get dragon. He would think, okay, I traded Rift for dragon, but your Rift is like way more impactful because it's in accordance with the win con. So he could come out of the game. Even he got one or two ganks off and he got a dragon. It's like, oh, give this guy's like a Grandmaster Challenger jungler. Look at me. I actually kind of did well in the early game, but he had never, never had a chance. Never had a chance. You know, how cool is that? Like it's actually spot on. That's actually exactly how league is played because you wouldn't ever play in a high risk, high reward fashion. So he might actually feel more pressured by the yeah, next side. Everyone in the way thinks, in a, yeah. Everyone thinks a high elo player is killing everyone at all stages. Like you only have X amount of resources. You you actually can't do much. Think about how useless level one champs are in League of Legends. Yeah, you can't do very much. Can't do much. Uh, level one Zerath. You can only do as much as the champion allows. That's right. And the game. That's when we talk about doing your job, right? Just do your job. That's all you need to do. Like a level four Xerath, if you're a challenger player, you can't roam bot and double kill bot. <laughs> no, no. You'd be the best Xerath in the world. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think we, I really want to TLDR this entire thing. With this do your goddamn job, like if you're coming in every game and you're you're doing your job it gets and you're you, playing in fundamentals. It's incredible results, guys. That's all you got to do. And champ mastery. It's, it's incredible results. Champ mastery. Play in accordance with your champion's identity. Not making mistakes. That losing your Don't team Don't do crazy flash plays aggressively and dying randomly. It's going to get you very far. Mm. Very, very far. But that takes a lot of time and practice. And it's not easy. To build. It's yes. not easy. That's right. Oh, really? This actually aggravates me. Yeah. It's not easy to do the fundamentals. No. That takes a shit ton of practice. And building that intuition to thousands it, it, of games. It reminds me again. Jiro dreams of sushi, right? Jiro dreams of sushi. We've said this many times. Expert, one of the be- most sophisticated, best sushi chefs in the world. Of all time. Of all time, right? And think about it, how long it took him just to do the rice. Yeah, that they train people 10 years to make the rice. These, before someone can even handle the, the second part of the dish, <laughs> it's 10 years to do the rice. So imagine that. A fundamental, you think, just a fundamental rice, really easy. 10 years. Hmm. In league, it's actually very similar. It takes years 
to get good quality, like really good quality, consistent fundamentals. I don't even, I don't even think my fundamentals, like my fundamentals always work to do. I yeah. always struggle with yeah. my fundamentals. Yep. Even Will, when we was talking to Will, he's rank one in NA, right? When he was rank one, he said, oh yeah, I still feel like my fundamentals, like he would say, yeah. I'm not happy with my, my basics. Mm. And that goes on to the, the comments about the high ELO concepts. When I, yeah, I, I don't what understand. What is, what is high ELO concepts? What does that mean? Like I was trying to think like, is, so let, let's say if I'm thinking about jungle, I, I, an advanced concept would be like something like a, I think it's like, I know where the wave's going to be. Like, let's say I see a slow pushing wave, right? And I know that the enemy jungle is going to be pathing towards mm-hmm. there. So I'm coming for a counter gank. But that's like a lot of little fundamentals and intuition all Try adding up to together. make that decision, right? Yeah, what is what is an advanced concept? In League of Legends. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't know, honestly. I think an advanced thing for mid lane is syncing your like waves with roams on sides. I think that's actually quite advanced. Okay. So like say like I'm playing like TF and I want to make sure that like I know I want to roam bot and I see they're stacking a wave. Like I won't just hard shove my wave. I might stack two waves and then in then roam. So I have more time and then and the ult's time perfect. My pressure's time perfectly. That's quite not easy to do because you've got to be, what well, is fundamentals joined together. It's number one, I'm aware of the win condition. Number two, I'm playing in accordance with my champ's identity. Number three, I'm aware of how to play my waves. And number four, I have the awareness. Because that's all happening. fucking fundamentals. It's all fundamentals joined together. So an advanced concept is, is multiple w- w- fundamentals, fundamentals yes. joined together. Yes. Well, actually, no. I think what it is, Nathan, it's a solution. Advanced concepts are simply a creative solution using the fundamentals. Because I actually don't want to think of them as concepts. No, that's not yeah. a concept. That's no, not. Yeah. What what we just described then is not a concept. That's a that's a play. Mm. That's a play using fundamentals. Because Nathan, we got to be careful. Because like, I feel like there is only five concepts in the game or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there is. That's what it should be. Yeah. Should, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. Everything is a permutation or an addition of the fundamentals, isn't it? Hmm. I mean, if anyone's confused, I mean, I mean, we're confused. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I could break down all my gameplay, and yeah. there is nothing sexy. My gameplay is really boring. Boring is sexy. If mm. you watch any of my jungle, my Rexar games, it's mm. all fundamentals. Boring. I, I literally wouldn't be able to say any. I'd say that my game knowledge and stuff again. Maybe they they confuse high elo advanced concepts with a shit intuition ton of experience and intuition. Yeah, because the game game sense looks advanced. It is advanced. Because it takes so much time. Because it takes so much but time. But anyone could break it down, and it's actually simple. Is that is that is that yeah, right? I mean, this actually reminds me of you know where we spoke about like esports or like gaming versus traditional sports, mm. right? The difference between, um, like the difference between like esports or like league and like um, some like athletic sport, right? Let's say we're talking about NBA. You can't replicate what LeBron James does on the court because you don't have his physical prowess, right? You don't have the ability to jump that high and have the physique to, to, you know, jump over some dude and like slam dunk from the free court, the free throw line, yeah. like Michael Jordan or whatever it is. But what you're saying you right there, and that, what you're saying right there is why people are so passionate on Reddit and why they think they can, they can have opinions. I think more so because you could type it out and they could theoretically have an understanding, right? Cause it's just purely clicks, mouse clicks, movement, anything, anyone can do that. Right. And you're just using your brain. Right. 
Right, so everyone should have an opinion. Yes. Yeah. That's why the people are so more passionate about it than anyone else, than any other sport or anything. That's the unique thing about that's League That's the unique Legends. thing about it. That's, that, that's a good point. You I really never think? thought of it like that. Yeah, because if anyone can do it, then... I think everyone would know that LeBron has insane fundamentals. But they're like, oh, well, fuck, he's physical. Like, he's I got can't... a genetic yeah. element, element. Yeah. But, but, but my point was mainly like... In league, we could theoretically break down every play and practice to it, and you could just do it, right? Like you could, everyone can do it in that one moment. In but it's like moment. in that one moment, it's like like say you broke down a play from like in your jungle where it's like okay, like I, like I pan my camera, I saw that top wave was like getting frozen on. You know, I'm, I'm clearing my camps up. I knew that Lee started that side, so the, the Lee can't be here. Like I did this and then I, um, and I got a really good dive off, whatever it might be. Right. Like you can break that down into like four or five, six, like pieces yes. of information fundamentals yes. that you processed. Yes. And that's replicable from like a random player in gold or bronze. Yep. Right. They, they could, could do, do the exact same mouse click. They could do the exact same mouse click. It's not thing. even that hard mechanically. Right. Like not too, it's doable. If they drill it, they could theoretically do that, but to be able to then do that for the next 40 minutes, in every single play, every single is situation is incredibly <laughs> yeah. fucking hard. Because yeah. that's just, you know, years and years of experience and practice and training and intuition and game sense and shit. That, that's like why we're talking back at the Smurf thing. It's like <laughs> a Smurf, you can't just stop pretending you can Smurf. It's all actually, at the end of the day, more ties back into like the carry toxic mindset, isn't it? Mm. Everyone feels like they got to fucking be a carry, 1v9 carry and you know, do all this crazy shit to win the game. Because that's what the Smurfs do. If the Smurfs can do it, that's tying into the same narrative, isn't it? Because in in League, everything is replicable. Theoretically, right? That's right, exactly. If a Smurf can do it, and I can actually do those clicks, what's the gap? But they've... The, the, it's the fundamental disrespect for the game, the knowledge, Nathan. And that's it's why those disrespect. clickbait videos about smurfing in gold and stuff, they're so, so Toxic. enticing to click on because it's like, whoa, how does this guy smurf in my ELO? How do I, how do, I do what he does? But that video would never explain to you everything that's going into that. It makes that. me so angry, actually, to... Like how damaging some some of this content really is. Oh, my most content is a disgrace. Like damaging. Yeah, damaging. It's really damaging. Yeah, it fuels these these red Reddit narratives. It's it's crazy because like you look at some you watch streamers and stuff and they don't they don't tell you how many hours they've put into the game. Hmm. Like you yeah sure midbeast you watch midbeast he's played you know dude midbeast has played since like season two or season three he's a long he's an old school gamer right. Midbeast has played thousands of like we're talking probably up there with some of the most played in the world. Like, think about it. He's streamed and played League for so many years. No, yeah, his autopilot in NA is like NA Master tier level. He could autopilot NA Master, right? And he could smurf on, you know, go 25 and 0 on on Zoe in, in Plat, right? And, and like, oh my God, look at Midbeast. He's a funny little Aussie content creator that just chills and whatever with music and replying to chat. It's because he's got... 50,000 hours in the game, you know? Anyone could do that if they have 50,000 hours in the game. Not everyone, but not like everyone, not yeah. a lot, yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. It's the fundamental disrespect for how complex the game is yeah. that we try to get across. And how League important so hard. the fundamentals are and how hard they are to learn. That's correct. So we've got to be careful. We're conflating a lot of things. Okay, so let's, let's summarize here. We've got... The way I'm envisioning it in my mind, like I'm, I'm a visual person, we have like I have like like squares in my mind, like buckets, okay, 
one bucket over here, something that we've spoken about, a lot is fundamentals. These are like the core concepts of the game that when combined, you can combine the fundamentals to create plays. So what this guy, Killer Tofu, perceives as advanced concepts are simply fundamentals joined together with situational awareness and chant mastery. That's like the formula. Situational awareness, intuition, chant mastery, boom, with fundamentals, you get an output. You get a play that you can do. That's a play right there. Um, and you can actually not have the fundamentals there. You can actually remove the fundamentals from that equation, make a play, but what do you get? Inconsistency. inconsistency. So that's the additional little little thing. There's like a form math formula. You get mm. inconsistency in the mm. end there. Um, so another one we spoke about was disrespect, fundamental disrespect for the game. People believe League is actually easy because everyone can do it. It's a computer game. It's a computer game. Well, there's that narrative, but also you can everyone you can replicate what a pro player does mm. because there's no there's no genetic difference, right? With like a LeBron James. So there's that, there's that narrative there as well. And then there's the, the need, probably also um, just the classic Reddit things, which is not executing on things. Think, feeling like they're not genuinely curious. They feel entitled. They feel like they deserve to be not in that ELO bracket for whatever reason. Maybe because they've ingested a lot of educational content or they've watched a lot of streams or they've good in other games or whatever it might be. There's that entitlement. I get like this, I get this vibe of entitlement when I read these Reddit posts. It's like, hmm. I deserve to be in this rank or like, I, I, I deserve to not have these struggles. Hmm. You know, it's like, I, I, this game is hard. Poor me. Like the game's just fucking hard, man. Like that's it. Stop trying to make it easy. If it was easy, you wouldn't even play the game. And it's a competitive, and the ladder is a competitive system. Oh, there's that as well. The ladder is a competitive system. It's not. If you want to play for fun, get the fuck out. Let's reward everyone for, you know, I saw a really funny tweet of someone, I think I linked this to you, of someone saying, the rank, this is like a really hot take, but the <laughs> rank system should have no LP losses. Everyone just gains, everyone wins. <laughs> I mean, come on. Imagine the, the right to say that. Like, how. How disconnected you are from Com- like competition. competition to make that tweet. So that means that whoever plays the most wins. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Like, what's going on? We've lost the plot, Nathan. Well, I, I, you know what? Like, it's interesting. We do this podcast and like, we're definitely in a corner of the space. You know, people accuse us of being like too elitist and that sort of stuff. Or right? an echo chamber. Or, or an echo chamber. Like, like you know, we, we love the game for the competition aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. I would not be playing League of Legends. I literally would not be playing it for the no. law. I would not be playing for anything. We, if wouldn't, there was, we wouldn't play the game if we had no rank. If there was no ladder, we would not be playing no, the game. we wouldn't play the we game. We would not give a fuck about the game. No. Right? That's what makes the game We're not for casual players, though. No. We're, we're, we're the people watching this. That's right. Shouldn't be casual players. Mm. Like, if you want to dick around in ARAMs and you know get your mastery points up and flex your skins, that's not our audience. That's not our audience. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a different audience. That's mm. a different type of gamer. Mm. Right? We're here to get be competitive and better yourself. And what I think that our podcast, and what we'll see over the next couple of years, I think people will start to, I mean, it's always going to be increasing. People are going to get better and better and better and better, right? Then I reckon in, you know, for maybe five, 10 years, the gold player is now like a pretty competitive individual, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But we're just not there right now at the moment. We're not yet. We're not there yet. You know? And I think a big part of what this is all, why the entire thing is skewed is that 
there is casual gamers in gold. In plat. In plat, yeah. There's casual gamers in plat. Yeah. And that that actually damages the reputation of the rank system. But the only reason that's the case is because the game is so goddamn new. The game is new. Yeah. It's only been out for what, twelve years. Yeah. And again, I don't think any game has really earned like the yeah, in general gaming the mainstream, it's never earned any respect in terms of a serious thing that you can use to like build skills no. and like you know talk Jono talks about moving to the just think about how much we're thinking about like you know I always think about if I keep playing league until I'm like 60 70 years old I'll be switched on at 70 because you know how There's fucking so much mental energy yeah like I'm just like if, if I can keep this up like I'm gonna be a fucking switched on you know tying back to the other point Nathan this progression has actually happened in every sport so th- think about another traditional sport let's think about um, let's take one that we more we might know know more about, which is Australian Football League, right? Aussie Rules equivalent. Is that our biggest sport in Australia? Back how long ago? Twenty years ago, more than that. Remember, twenty five years ago, was it twenty five years ago that people in the AFL or like thirty years ago were playing, were the working professional league, and we had a job. At so the people time. had a job. Yeah. At, I think it was twenty five years ago, wasn't it? Yes, about twenty five years ago. In the nineties. In the in the nineties. People who are playing for like the, the most prestigious teams that we know of now with like Richmond Tigers, Essendon Bombers and stuff like that, right? They were working full-time jobs and then just going to training after work and then playing on a weekend game. They weren't, they weren't getting paid enough to, um, to take the game seriously and, and dedicate their the lives to it, right? Take it to the next level. So the, what happens when that's the case is that permeates down through all the other all the other um, leagues. So then there's AFL at the top, which is the top league. Then there's like VFL. Then you have all like the the TAC Cup, all these other ones. All of them are just worse. So the average player back then who was just probably moderately athletic and had a bit of a passion for the game, they could probably get to VFL Mm. because the competition, the barrier to entry was so low. But obviously, over the past 20 years, it's becoming ultra competitive. Like even like people in high school stuff, they have strict regimen, they have a strict mindset. Yeah, they train more, all days of the week, try favorite, they're stretching, physios, tra- weight training. They're doing everything just to get to like the highest division in local, cl- local clubs. So the actual level just to get into like Div 1 or like, you know, your local teams is so much higher. But that's the same thing happening in league. In league, right? Back in the day, think about TSM in season two. They're like dicking around, eating junk food, no barely any reviews, you know, like getting like, it's not high performance whatsoever, but they were at the highest level. They were dominating NALCS. Mm. Even the C9 in season three, was it? That would dominate with season three, season C9? Four. Season four? Yes. With the C9 would dominate. You can't say any of that was high performance, three, yeah. individual elite right. performance shit. Yeah. They had no idea what they were doing because the game was new. So over the next 20 years, you're, you're spot on. This is going to, at the high level, it's going to change. The collegiate level, the amateur levels, and in solo queue, especially, we're gonna, it's going to mimic it. We're going to have very, very, very good challenger players. Diamond's going to be more respected. Like the level it takes to get to diamond is higher. The overall, everything will be risen at every rank. It's just going to be the exact same. Um, gold will actually be way higher. The level of, even now it is, the gold level now comparatively to what it used to be in um, season three is incredible, mm. incredible. Mm. I actually had some hot take a while ago. It was saying how uh, a gold one player now would like, like I've had some of my gold clients that like incredible, like <laughs> pretty good at the game. 
and like Milk Puddle, for example, would beat pro players of season two by far. Not even close, in my opinion. Like like season two, like Milk Milk Puddle now in goal one platform would rival and do well into pro players of season two. You know? Yeah. Like it's incredible. Yeah. Like I have these hot takes like that and like... I'm still not sure about that one. Well, yeah, that's the story <laughs> from what I've seen. Because okay. like the fundamentals, because back then, Nathan, yeah. everyone's wave management was terrible. Yeah. So... I don't can, know what a goal one... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, Milk Puddle's a bit of a special case. Though. Okay. He's not an average okay. goal one player. But like... I think about with my... Zed, he has a lot of champ mastery. Like yeah. he's like... I'm not saying with every champ, with his Zed specifically, like he was... He's really good at Zed. Because I'm trying to think of anyone, even my Platinum members, if I think about me in season three, that would not even be close still. Nathan, I think you're overhyping yourself. No, here. dude, I'm serious, dude. I'm serious. But you also got to realize the game was different back then. Like, oh, but Nathan. We're not going to get into this. Yeah, we're not going to. This is a whole other. <laughs> <nother, laughs> this is a whole other. Right. This is a whole other ball game. Um, all right, so I tried to make this video for Jungle. Oh, yeah. Because Curtis's, when it started going viral, I was like, all right, well, let's do the Jungle one. Uh, so I got an account. Um, I, I didn't know how to approach it. Because you know how you'd like put limitations on yourself? Yeah. Um, limitations on yourself in terms of like not flashing aggressively and stuff. And like, so I got in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing, not flash aggressively. Or like only react, right? Like no, make no aggressive plays, no aggressive, not even invading counter jungle. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It was really strange, right? And then what I found myself, I was in the game and I was like fucking F-keying everywhere. And like, I was actually streaming to my Discord. I'm like, Nathan, stop F-keying. This is unrealistic. I'm like, What is realistic? What's a fundamental? Well, like the fundamentals would be like clearing your camps properly, right? Yep. Um, Tracking the enemy jungler. Mm -hmm. Like I tried to do stuff, but there was some weird stuff going on. And um, like, I got just level one invaded. Like, like I got level one invaded my first game. Mm. And I, all I did was kite back, but Yeast kept running at me. Yeah. And then we just like triple killed them. But like, I play that mechanically yeah. at a challenger level, you right, know? So like, right. it was fucking useless that, Yee, that game. Yeah, you know that Yee, what he would do. Yeah, well, I know what I'll do. If I was the bronze in Zao, I'd probably as well just be auto-attacking yeah. him. But I kited back into my team and I smarted the red buff and he would back up and he was like, didn't Dude, do that. Oh, no. So like, it was, it was pretty chaotic. And I was like, this is actually pretty interesting. And then I played another game playing only locked camera. And then I was like, okay. And I was playing Nocturne and I couldn't fucking alt anyone because <laughs> I was playing on locked camera. Right. And you can't, you weren't FKing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So like my conclusion was, so, you know, like the, so the, the typical general jungle advice already, that's already out there, I believe is like hit your camps, um, get strong and then like fight people. Right. For mid lane, you sort of had to prove that you don't have to do any aggressive flashes, which is hugely, completely counter-narrative. But that narrative already is there for jungle, I feel like, which is not jungling in my eyes. I think it's fine as well to get to, you know, bronze and stuff like silver, but I felt really uncomfortable, mm. like, trying to think, like, I was like, how the fuck do I explain this? And my conclusion was, I don't think iron, silver, bronze, even low gold, should be jungling. I don't think that that's a role, f you actually learn the role jungle. You're just playing League of Legends, and... Champion mastery is just straight up, just straight up. That's it, just straight up. Like fuck, like fuck fundamentals, nothing. Yeah. Just like if I was to make the video, I wouldn't even be talking about that. It's just like, know how to play your champion. That's it. Yeah, that's what it. That's what oh, my conclusion yeah, bro, came. Jungle to. is just a, sh it's just a weird role, man. It, it, it is. I actually found it's actually a fucking weird. You just role. If, even in gold, like I think, <laughs> dead set, mm. like 
no one should main jungle at the start. Like, no one. Uh, I, I think so as well. No yeah. one should main jungle. Mm. You should never be your main role. You mm. should only ever swap to jungle later on. Like, you should actually get... You should already be able to climb to gold. As a laner. As a laner. Yeah. Any other role. Yeah. Any other role. That was that was seriously my conclusion yeah. after. Yeah. I was like, there's so much chaos in this game. There's actually... I was trying to like... I was trying to like gank. Like because the fundamentals of ganking. Jungle like, is a mini happens. game within a game. It's a mini game within a game. Mm. It, it's, it really makes no sense to play jungle. Because you're not interacting with other people. You're not learning. Mm. Like you can de- you can just bypass so much by not interacting. And, and I, that's the advice already out there. I yeah. think that everyone sort yeah. of like And that would work. That. But you just don't it learn shit. Yeah, you don't learn shit. I, I would say hot take. I'd, yeah. I'd love to get your opinion on this. Yeah. I don't work with junglers, so I yeah. don't know what they're like. Mm. If I... And I don't want to say this definitively, but as a starting point, if I was a jungle coach, I would actually try and break the model and I would actually say basic camera panning is a fundamental. Yes. So that's the next thing as well. Isn't I was just a I, I was conflicting. I was like, okay, so so my huge advantage that I had is I was collecting more information because that's my muscle memory, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, well... Like, it's not hard to do. Like, yeah, really. Yeah. Like, if you actually think about other games we play, like, think about all the other games in PC games. Like, there's Osu and, like... And other FPSs, there's way more rapid input of keys, keys in and and mouse movement and reactions than league camera panning. Like you just have a simple key bind and you just press the goddamn button when you finish with the jungle camp. It's not that difficult. Like really, like at the start, yes, but after twenty games of it, twenty five games of it, you're not going to really, you're not going to struggle to camp. So isn't that just a fundamental that it's everyone should do? I, I don't know how to, to articulate it because because then people say, "What do you look for?" Yeah, what are you that? looking yeah. for? I don't know what they're looking for, right? Yeah, it's so overwhelming. So yeah, jungle is a, is an overwhelming role. It really is in terms of learning to adapt to the chaotic nature of the game. There's there's a lot of adaption required as mm. a jungler. It's a weird role, man. It is a weird role. Weird role. So I, I gave up on the video. I'm like, I don't know what my point would be here in terms of fundamentals. Yeah. Because coaching, we said this before, coaching iron to gold is a different skill set yes. that we don't have. Yes. That's not my expectation. We don't have that. I don't have that skill set. I'm way more confident in getting someone from plat to diamond or D4 to master than silver to gold or bronze to Silver. Absolutely. By far. Yep, like, by I would far. know what to focus on, what their mindset's like. I can yep. empathize. Like, it makes sense. They have this baseline knowledge of the game, which I just need to, like, alter a little bit, break down some narratives. Yep. But they can pilot everything fine. Like, wink on assessment, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you can just get into it. But, like, silver and bronze, like, you just don't know what they know about the game. Yeah. Like, you don't or, know how much muscle uh, Again, memory. the advice, champ mastery. Like, I, like champ mastery <laughs> is so fun. Like, I'm, I'm going to say that again, champ mastery, guys. I, I just think, I really do. This is the advice I gave in Bronze and Silver. I always say this. Just p- play, like, like play the game and just be curious. Like, just be really curious about everything they're doing. Why is it things happening? Like, like, don't feel entitled to win a game, win a game doing what you're doing. Like, just be, just look at it. Is it if it's working, you'll win. And it, it will lead to advantageous things. And, and, um, and, 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 and slow it down a little bit. Like, Limit test, but be careful with the limit testing. Don't limit test every single second. Like, just be thoughtful about it. Like, if you want to learn how much damage your champion does, then focus on that. Like, you know, and just have fun. 
I really do. Oh, you gotta have. You gotta fun. have fun. So I have fun. I love playing League of Legends. You gotta have fun, which again it does seem a little bit counterintuitive with everything we just said about the fundamentals. But I <laughs> mean, yeah. it's a messy. It's a bit of a. Sh- it's one of those shit sandwiches, isn't it? It's it's like the shits in the <laughs> it's the good thing and there's the shit in the middle and then the good yeah. thing as well. Yeah. Um. There's a lot to ponder on there. Yes, very very interesting conversation. Um. Anything else? Any other comments on this video that we want to highlight? I mean, honestly, a lot of people just agreed. Oh, yeah. I also want to say as well, there's some smart people in our community. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Especially your YouTube comments. I I, I will say this. I think I've said this before. Curtis, your audience on YouTube is the highest quality comment section on any League video in the entire League Legends space. I would agree. I would agree. It's, It's even better in the MLA. In the MLA is some very... Oh, there will be no better Discord than our Discords. Yeah, in the, uh, actually, a, lot, a lot of people say that. that I would say in, in, in the world, in, in gaming. Yes, I would, I would actually say in the that. world in yeah. gaming uh, across every game. Yeah. I would be... That's a bold statement to make, but like I'm pretty confident yeah. that the community we built... Because the type of person to watch this sort of content and to kind of put up with everything that we go through, you know, like there would have to be a, ty- a certain type of person, you know? And that they're, they're curious, they're intellectual, they're, they want to better themselves, they're competitive, you know, they have all these these traits. You just get a, such a beautiful community. Very grateful. Absolutely. Well, again, grateful, but I think it's by no coincidence. No at coincidence. All, we, we, we shape the audience. You, you, you create the content that that um, that the audience, you, the type of audience you want. You yeah. clickbait content, you get clickbait people. Yep. And look at, look at Reddit, the Summoner School. I mean, that place, I mean... That place has got to be the most dangerous place to be. Like, even yeah. if there is some good advice, like, yeah. you, you, how do you know? You can't sift through it, guys. It's so like, difficult. You can't fact check everyone. You can't look at their background. It's, it's tough. It really you is. Know, and no one gets into the detail. No one actually brings up a game or a video or, like, an example. It's just talk. It's just it's just blowing wind into the air. Mm. Yep. All right. Mailbag. Mailbag. Away we go. First question here is from Nolan. Title of this email is coaching question mark. We seem to know maybe a little bit about that, Curtis, in the League of Legends space. Hello, Coach Curtis and Nathan. I'm a longtime gold three player, two seasons in a row. I think that's funny when he says that's a long time. This season, I finally decided to focus on a small champ pool instead of many champs. However, I'm noticing I'm getting stuck around gold three again. Reviewing games has been helping me find mistakes. What is frustrating is it's typically things I know. My mental stack is just too full. Do you have any advice on whether I should get coaching? If they'll just tell me to change things I know are wrong, I just don't know how to decrease my mental stack so that I can pick up more information quickly in a game. Uh, Well, my initial reaction is already... Okay, well, first thing is is that practice, 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 right? Yeah. You're still pretty new to the game. Gold, that's, that's pretty normal. You said... You need time. You need time? Muscle memory takes time. You say that you know what's going wrong. I don't know about that one. Mm. You might have a good idea. I mean, it, I mean, again, it's hard. I just don't know, okay. right? So a coach know. might be able to push you into... You should be focusing more on these things yeah, in nah. your mental stack. I'll keep it really simple. Here we if go. You, if you know what... Your if you know what is going wrong, pick like one thing, right? One thing you believe to be a trend and just remind yourself in every lull state. 
to think about that thing. That's it. Okay. Until until it becomes habit. So let's say I'm assuming one of them is um, maybe thinking about getting a reset. Maybe he like just auto he like gets caught up in the lane. Check your gold and check yeah like something like that. He just overstays in lane with a lot of gold. Doesn't play in a reset, right? If that is a trend and that's happening a lot, remind yourself heading into the game. Okay, I want to make sure I'm keeping aware of my my gold. Now, what's going to happen naturally? We know when you focus on something other things are going to go down a little bit, right? Because it's occupying that little, it's occupying too much in your mental stack. The more you do it though, the more you do it, the more you do it, it will get to a point where you, it's not like, it's like we never not look at our gold, right? It's like you never not look at your gold. You're always looking at your gold. Yep. And that's just the way it is. And then you go one at a time, one at a time, and then you break them down, you add them in until they become habits. That If you're getting overwhelmed and you feel that you know what's going wrong, but there's all these things, pick one or two, one, literally one, one at a time. One by one, start chipping away. Um, that would be my advice, man. And 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 low state usage is going to be a really good one. Uh, just on your resets, in between the waves, you know, calibrating, reminding yourself what you need to think about. So you don't think he needs a coach? No, by the sounds of things. Okay. Well, again, I'm not entirely sure he knows exactly. Yeah, I mean, look. What's going what on? I would say is try this first. But just try it first. Yeah, and if, it, if this doesn't yeah, work, then right. yes. Yeah, if this doesn't right. work and you did this and it's getting you no results over the next three weeks, four weeks, then yes, maybe look into it. All right. Next one here is from Bradley. Title of the email is BBC Question. Doesn't give us much context. Hello, Curtis and Nathan. My name is Bradley. I've been playing League from the end of season nine and can consider myself hard stuck silver on the EUS server. I feel like one of my main issues with the game at the moment is my inconsistency as despite enjoying the game itself, I don't seem to enjoy any champions or roles in the game causing me to change champion every other game. Of, of course, which I've made multiple accounts and got in them to silver to test champions for at least 15 games and roll every few games. I just wanted to know if this is a common occurrence of what you think would be the best way to move forward as I'm completely stumped. I should note I'm completely aware that fixing this issue won't cause me to instantly become great at the game or anything as I have... Many other things I need to work on. However, I feel like I can find a fix for this. I can start to improve at the game at a faster pace, having to not relearn champions roles every day. I mean, I think this guy's overcomplicating the hell out of it, man. What's his name again? Bradley. Bradley. Um, do you mind if I start? Go ahead. Um, I think number one, he's looking for something that doesn't exist. By the sound, he said, sorry, I tried all these roles and all these champs, only 15 games, right? It's, I think that you're conflating with what you enjoy with like winning. Yeah. You, you, that yeah. does not, you have to like all in yeah. on one to actually get the wins, yeah. to actually have the fun. Think, think of all right, a really simple analogy. Think of League as, um, think of League as like an, an MMO, okay? Getting from levels one to ten is always kind of fun, right? It's like you're at the, it's like a, it's like you have a bit of fun, right? You're in the starting area, you kill a few little spiders and shit like that, right? Okay, I wonder where you're going with this analogy because I actually have the perfect analogy. Okay. and then from going from twenty to like fifty is like shit, right? The most fun in the game is when like you're 
end game and you're doing all like like, like you've high level content like high level dungeons like getting all the gear like you're doing all the high level shit what you've done is like you're making a character of every class getting them to level 10 and just throwing them in the bins oh this is boring it's getting too hard now but you know you don't actually know what you what you like until you've actually gone over that hurdle gone deep down one route and then you'll actually get able to kind of see higher level about the game and so generally we all have an inclination to kind of like a particular style we might not be like a champ but you'll know what style you like like i kind of always knew i loved mages like i played mages in every game so i just knew i wanted to go down a mage route and i just picked one it may not have been the perfect one but as i started to go deeper down that route i started to really find out what i like and then i went back and then i you know, I start to pick another two champs and I went, went deeper on those. So push yourself past the pain barrier of that like 20th game and then just go deep and then be curious and you will start to have more fun that way. Yeah. Fun comes from mastery, not from being a beginner in every jack of all trades. What were you going to say? Oh, that was, that was pretty close. So for yes, when you start leveling up in an MMO, the first like 10 levels, they're really quick and they're faster. You unlock abilities like really quickly, right? But once you get to level 20, 30 and stuff like that, you're unlocking, it takes longer to level up mm. and it takes longer to unlock abilities. Mm. And you actually don't have all the abilities and you don't actually know how the class works and how all the, the abilities work with each other until you unlock them more at like mm. level 60. Mm. So that's, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, you're close. I use it more as like an abilities because you don't right. unlock everything until you, the, you yeah, get to level He's going 60. deeper on why it sucks between 10 to 50, 60. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. you, it's like, less dopamine as well right yeah you're getting one ability every five levels which could take weeks or yes. whatever it might be yeah. and then you're like finally get there you get one and, but it makes no sense in the grand scheme of the, the the class like this one ability this makes no sense and you might need to chain that one ability with another few other ones yeah like ones. this 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 uh like talent where like you get extra crit which like procs like another thing and that like, changes the whole class for you right that's like a very common thing with Warcraft. like right. uh for example, like fire mages, like I remember, like I think something uh, back in the day was mm. they um, they scale off crit, but you don't get crit stat thing. But once you start critting a lot, you you get out of control. But that like you and like you don't go, get that until you get to, like a peak. Yeah, you get level fifty and then it just explodes. But before that, you're actually pretty shit class. Oh right, that yeah. makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you need crit. It's interesting. Yeah, that's the that's I'll actually great in league, and and that actually reminds me of when I did my Kiana journey. I hated the champ for a huge portion of it when I was doing it up until I started to get competent and then I had a blast. And it took me like 80 games to actually really have fun. Legit. Like I'd probably find like levels, like I think first 20 games, I'm miserable for 60 games. And then I started to have a bit of fun. Um, but I knew at the end when I had that mastery, it was going to be great. So long-term thinking. Hope those analogies helped Mr. Bradley. All right. Last question here comes from Blake D. Uh, will playing more make me better quicker? Hi, Nathan and Curtis. Greetings from SoCal, and I hope you two are having a lovely day. I have a question that has been on my mind for a bit and would love to hear you guys' input on the dilemma I'm going through. To put in some context, I'm a gold jungle man in Nathan's Soltu Academy. Best jungle community to exist ever, by the way. This is him saying this, by the way. I'm not pulling this out. Seems very convenient. That this <laughs> guy was picked, doesn't. doesn't it, guys? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, and have been spending much of my season refining my process and getting into the details as much as I possibly can. 
My question is regarding the amount of games I play per day. In the beginning of the preseason, I really only had the mental fortitude to play one three-game block a day. Overall, however, playing the game every day I found often would lead to burnout, in which I would take many days off to recover. Around mid-January, I bumped the volume up to two-game blocks a day and incorporating two days of not playing at all and thinking about league as little as possible during that time. Now, as of last week, I find that I am now becoming more comfortable, though, to play two three-game blocks in a day, but during the end of my second block, the level of my gameplay goes down very significantly, which is leading me to feel a burnout very similar as to when I started playing ranked seriously in preseason. Should I keep trying to push myself and get used to playing two three-game blocks a day? I have the time for it with my ranked goal of being diamond one by the end of the season. It feels as if Plays getting... in gold. Yes, in gold. Um... It feels as if getting as many high-quality games as possible I can is my only option to keeping the dream of my goal alive. Or would stick into my two-block routine give me the same results. What level of games played becomes redundant? Have I reached that level already? Would love to hear you guys' feedback on the issue. Goal to day one. It's a big goal. You never actually told me about that one. I think that may be a little bit unrealistic expectations, like <laughs> yeah. shooting high. Yeah. It's like, sorry to roast him, Blake, but it's kind of like someone who has no money, wanted to become a millionaire, but only works six hours a day. <laughs> That's like the way I envision it. Okay. Like, sorry to put a damper on things, but it's like, it's such a massive gap you know, you're you're coming in with like, what's the minimum I should do? It should be the other way around. Like, mm. what's the max I should do? Mm. How can I juice more out of this? Like, like the fact that he has to take breaks because he's like burnt and shit. There's so many red flags here. Like, he's he's just not gonna reach his goal. Like, no. Like, I'm just telling you straight up, you're not gonna do it. Like, no matter how good Nathan is. Yeah. Like, you don't have the mental fortitude. Period. So I'm like the first step is like getting your mental fortitude sorted, and then we can maybe talk about goals. Like I, I have another one, a client like Ms. Zenji. You know, like mentally, uh, when he came in to the MLA, just mentally weak, just give up, not gonna like, just doesn't have a learning mindset. And it's like we got to just realize, like, just come to let's just like let's just cut all the crap. Like whatever goal you have, let's put that aside for now. Let's just realize that like. You struggle to play a three block. Like fuck That's everything like step else. One. Like let's let's like learn how to walk before to run. Like let's learn how to pl- like to play a game of th- three games, and not just be mentally exhausted after three games. And then we can talk about what we can do. Like, and I think this the, the theme I've worked with many clients like this. Their biggest problem it, it's not their ability to learn. It's not even their ability to like. It's like these. It's like they they have such. It's it's expectations. It's draining. Like imagine if every day you're coming in. Like imagine every day you're you're trying to be a millionaire, but you're working at McDonald's and you're making like seven dollars an hour. Every day that you're there, you know you're not getting anywhere, and you know that like like that would take a toll on you mentally. It's like you know what I mean. And I just think that for players like this, the biggest thing for Zenji, let's just accept that you're not the player you think you are. Like for Zenji, that was his problem. Like his expectations of where he's at. Like he can't accept that he's just not good right now. Because why? Because in the past, in his upbringing, in his childhood, he didn't, 
he never did something that was hard and he was only did things that he was talented at and he, he was always results focused but he never learned how to learn via a process. So this is very common in the MLA. You get these people who aren't process oriented. They're not used to thinking like that. And then what happens when league punches you in the face, your default response There's is to protect down. your ego. Yeah. Take the two day break. Or three take day the break. two day break. Because if you, if, if that's true, if it's like, you're actually really good, you just got unlucky, then that's like, there's some semblance of hope, but we actually got to remove that entire hope. Even if it's, it sucks in the first place to like admit that, but like, let's just admit like, you're not where you think you are. And that's okay because we can get better, but you're not going to get better from doing a two block than, than being mentally exhausted or like doing a three block and then like barely have enough energy review. Like you're not going to get anywhere. So let's, let's first accept that you're not there and you're a long way off, but let's, once we accept that that's the case, we can actually start to work together so I think like the fact that he's mentally exhausted like this, the vibe I'm getting with the expectations of the high rank D1 type shit, he's getting, he's eating himself alive. Like he's not, he's not accepting where he's at. And so your three blocks should be less so exhausting mentally. It should be kind of like, obviously it's tiring because there's a lot of mental energy, but it shouldn't be coming from emotional stress it shouldn't be coming from like emotional exhaustion it should be coming from just like you're putting a lot of energy into it and then like you're coming out of it feeling exhausted not feeling like mentally drained because your emotions are so tied to the game if that makes sense like there's there's different types of emotional mm. it's like it's like when when you you come back sometimes from like a really like emotional event like you're just exhausted like mentally just because the emotions take a toll on you mm. i think that's what's happening with so he's like artificially creating all these really expensive emotional thoughts yeah. because it's like, oh, diamond one is, you know, yeah. so am I going to get there? Yeah. Am I playing my process right? That's just like draining. That's him, right. So they need to take the breaks. That's right. The, the yeah. breaks. And, and, and so I, th and that's for Zenji. Like, and what I said to Zenji, there's no more breaks. I told him his learning objective is just play yeah, that, a three block that, a day. That's my first thing. You have to play no matter what. <laughs> play I mean, no matter what. Your body is very good at adapting. Your body adapting. will adapt. Yeah. It will adapt. If it's like, oh shit, I got to do this. And you keep saying, I'm super motivated to yeah. get here. Fucking body, yeah. figure your shit out. It will, it will figure it, it out. It will adapt. Even it will be painful. It will adapt. And that's why I told Zenji, just get the goddamn games in. And you'll realize game. that it's not really, and you follow this process to the best of your ability. You'll realize that there's nothing scary. No one's going to judge you and laugh at you saying, ha ha, you, you went zero three and you know, you're still here. No one's going to say that, dude. No one's going to laugh at you. you. It's you versus yourself. The quicker you realize it's you versus yourself, the, 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 the easier your journey will become. You know, it's just you versus yourself. It's mental warfare. That's the great thing about league. You're against yourself. Your brain is always trying to look for ways out. It's yeah. It's always looking for excuses. Yeah. And so, look, at the end of the day, Blake, you know, um, it's, yeah, league's a mental game. It, it's tough. It, it's mentally exhausting. You're using a lot of your en energy, your mental stack. It, it's a lot of energy. That's normal. But it shouldn't be normal that you're burnt out. You shouldn't be That's getting... That's not normal, yeah. You're, you're not a pro player. You're no. not playing it like, you know, you don't have huge... Pre you're not streaming your games. You're not finding... Trying to get content for YouTube. You're not under scrutiny by a team watching the quality of your games. Like, the only pressure you're putting on yourself is from you. So you shouldn't be burnt out, especially playing that little. We're talking what three games, six games a day. Well, yeah, I mean, max even then, yeah. like six games. Yeah. Like, what you only get, you're only going to get burnt out if you're doing like nine plus games a day. Like, yeah. we're talking three, three blocks and like weekends and 
17 games a day type shit. You're not getting beat. You're not getting burnt out for six games a day. That's for sure. Like, especially if you're doing, if you have a lot of time in, in your schedule. Now, that's not to say taking a day off on a weekend is not important. I do believe in that, even even as a gold player and stuff like that. I do believe one day away from league, at, at minimum, a week is very healthy. That's just like a side note, but um, yeah. So, Nathan, you got to work with him and make sure, like, call him out on his narratives around the game. Like, does he, he probably just has a fixed mindset, dude, and he just doesn't believe that he can do it. Like, he can get better. I don't believe he, he might not believe he can actually get better. So you got to have a tough conversation with him and get into those details. We'll break it down. We love getting into the down. details. Because I think through. we can't go any further until we hear back from him. Because otherwise right. we're just getting into fairyland. Yeah. So that's that's at least my... I could, and I, look, I could be completely fucking wrong here. I'm not... I mean, I don't, I don't know this guy. But that's the, that's the vibe I get listening to that. You know? It sounds very much like a few clients I've worked with. The whole burnout thing. It's good to share some relatable stories. Or yeah, and he's not, he's not alone. Blake, he's not alone. Yeah. Like, this is very common. Yeah. Very, very common nowadays, just depending on what your experiences were growing up, you know? And I spoke, I've been very vocal about that for us as well. Like, you're either good at something or you were, that's it, you're talented or you're shit. Yeah. And there's, that's it, you're stuck with it. That was our narrative. There's no such thing as getting better. No. All right. Well, that's it for our podcast today, Curtis. Good work. We broke down some stuff, some narratives, as we usually do on the Broken by Concept podcast. Any other plugs here? We've got our Patreon, our book club. Book club. Uh, if you want to read with us. I have a second channel now. Because we've got a second uh, channel. Uploading my coaching content uh, called Midland Academy. If you're interested in watching some of my coaching. And um, Bam. That's about it. See you guys on the rift.